0: Bonkers Chewy Candy presents The Misadventures of Captain Clueless in Pursuit of Scary Bouncing Ugly Balls.
1: I'll find them on cow's tails or inside the fruit of desert cacti or on whirlpools in the heart of a ganglion rainforest.
0: Little does Captain Clueless know Ugly Balls are free from Bonkers Chewy Candy.
1: Meanwhile, back in another realm, ugly balls await your orders.
0: Dare to order bonkers. Scary, bouncing ugly balls. Free when you send in ten bonkers outside labels.
1: Sorry, U.S. orders only. Allow up to eight weeks for delivery. Offer expires December 31st, 1987, or until supplies last. Void where prohibited. Nobisco brands! Welcome dear listeners to our podcast Jeff and Rick presents unpacking the power of power pack where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer
0: analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures
1: and absorbing alcohol. I am Jeff and I am Rick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemil, Schlemazel, Random Banter Incorporated. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to do it. We're going to sing a
0: song about Power Pack, don't you know it? And I don't know what words I'm going to use next, we're but we're going to do, do it. it. <laughs> Random <laughs> Banter,
1: buddy. I think you figured out what that one came from pretty quick. Woo! Got myself a, some Milwaukee best and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. I've had that before. My dad used to drink Milwaukee's best, and uh, that the best that Milwaukee got to offer. I'm sorry, Milwaukee, but...
0: How do you know? Maybe that is the
1: best. Yeah, oh, that would be hard.
0: I think we just lost our Milwaukee we just demographic. Lost, yeah, we just lost
1: the one guy in Milwaukee who's all, hey, I like this. It's our family beer.
0: I am darn proud that i came up with that much (laughs) yeah no that's
1: great just kicking off those songs that's really really awesome so what's been going on man What's tell tell me a tale
0: oh what tale should i tell you um let's see here i
1: have got a lot of stuff going on
0: a lot of stuff going on but uh this last weekend i decided on saturday that my family had not been out to the beach Mm -hmm. so friday night mentioned to my family like what do you guys want to do do you guys want to go to the clackamas county fair do you guys want to go to the beach they said let's go to the beach We're gonna go to Cannon Beach. Actually, I think we figured out if we're gonna Cannon Beach or Seaside on the way there, but we're gonna go to the beach. Let's go. Started heading over the pass, rain.
1: Just (laughs) pouring down (laughs) on the pass.
0: We're like, oh no, this doesn't look good. Get down to the beach, it's full of people. Very warm, overcast, ate lunch at Moe's, got on the beach half hour later, sun is out, blue sky, gorgeous out just long enough to give myself a nice sunburn
1: that's pretty great time yeah pretty great time yeah i've 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 done that before in the winter where it's like wow it is just torrential downpour storm here you get up through the uh coast range you're like there's snow on the ground you get out to the coast and you're all i'm gonna take off my coat this is t-shirt weather it's peaceful and beautiful and lovely yeah it's it's really weird
0: yeah, it was. It ended up being a very nice and enjoyable day. Daughter got to you know play in the sand. We we dug ourselves a tunnel and like watched it fill up with water. Watched oh, nice. the tunnel collapse. She got to play in a little uh, tide pool. Well, it wasn't a tide pool. She got to play in this uh, pool full of uh, ocean water that kind of was sitting there for a little while and like ended up being kind of a waiting pool for a bunch oh, okay. of kids. Oh, that's great. Um, and like you know, they my wife and her buried my feet in the sand and. They went off to play and couldn't move my feet, so I went ahead and fell asleep and mm-hmm. got a sunburn. It's pretty yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you were trapped. You I'm were trapped sad. in the sun. It was a death trap. It yeah. was the worst death trap of all.
0: They got back and like, can you move your legs? I'm like, well, yeah, and I just lifted them out, and they're very disappointed. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: they're like, we trapped you so well, and you're like, I know. I, it, just, it just killed me. It, it I, cut I, the I, circulation I st- off to my brain. I stood up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm free. Yay!
0: <laughs> How about you? What is new with your life?
1: Well, uh, because I am a harbinger of sickness, I got sick again. So we did our live show for Shampooing, and I was like, yeah, the family's sick. And then uh, I got home, and I'm like, within a day or two, I'm like, yeah, it's my turn. So I spent the last week and a half being um coffee sputtery you know nighttime cold medicine man which is always fun see you should have done
0: what the rest of us did and if you'd stayed at shambu you could have inoculated yourself with alcohol
1: yeah i could have just drank it out of my system i could have uh, changed my ph system yeah 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 i really could have done that dang it why didn't i use science to get better (laughs) oh silly jeff silly silly jeff not drinking his it's the
0: science that's been perfected by years and years of frat boys
1: drink yourself healthy or not whatever just they're all, you'll, you'll, you'll all be pre-med happy. yeah <laughs> but i've been filling that sick time with recommendations from tim price and matt uh laserwoods oh really yes because both of them you know how previously we had asked like hey if you know any good hercules stories sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know send them our way tell it tell us what hercules stories we should read and uh they had both recommended the incredible hercules run in the when, like uh, what is it? Uh, World War Hulk uh-huh. came in, and he kind of was out of his book for a while. So Herc got to kind of take place in that, in that, in those books, and it's him and I'm do his show uh, running around doing stuff for a good length, and written by Greg Pak or co-written by they're really good well you, you got Greg Pak and he's good he's a good writer <laughs> but yeah it is just it's really great because it's I think I kind of tangentially knew that there was an incredible Hercules kind of run mm-hmm. in something and I was like I might have even read one of them I don't know but it was like yeah okay I'll check these out and I'm looking in Marvel Unlimited going okay incredible Hercules and it's all no uh, no what are you talking about that doesn't exist I'm like all right I guess it's not on here look later and I'm like what if I just type in Herc oh there it is. there it is there it is, there it is. it's like oh incredible incredible hercules and i'm like <laughs> yes marvel unlimited incredible hercules which is what you wouldn't let me have when i asked for that specific thing if you're a real
0: fan you would know how to find it
1: yeah <laughs> well i did i did find it I know. so and i've so been you're uh, a real fan yeah so i've been uh, powering through those and yeah that is those are good that is what, those are a lot of fun i mean i'm gonna have to check
0: those out too yeah. i've been uh i've been just catching up on mostly you know recent books like uh Hoxpox. Ah, the new X Men run is phenomenal. Oh um, yes.
1: Yes, hot pox. Hoxpox. Hoxpox. Hox, house of X, I'm guessing. House of
0: Ten and, and Power of Ten. Okay. But yeah. we everybody calls it Hoxpox. Yeah, all They're
1: of us. All now. of us kids that are cool and in the know
0: right all of us uh, not you yeah no, me. i'm not <laughs>
1: cool i'm never in the no the, the
0: new future foundation's great so far too um and by the time this comes out everybody else will have read uh power pack grow up yeah but i am actually right now catching up on the um, third hardback book of saga mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm finally catching up on saga and
1: that is good okay uh i've read like the first trade and uh, didn't,
0: get, didn't tickle you
1: it doesn't yeah it's not it, who's oh, it's, it's, it's Vaughn that writes those right Brian K Vaughn I really love his stuff but uh Saga I know so many people that are like, oh, it's just the best. I love the satire in it, you know, and I, it just is, wasn't doing it for me. So I don't know, maybe it's me. Maybe it's just mindset. Maybe I'd go back and look at it and be like, yeah, this is really great. But I, it's funny because I'll also see things in, you know, little pop culture things where I'm like, yeah, it's a saga reference or that was inspired by saga. I know what's going on there. So,
0: well, These are great recommendations, but we need to get on to the regular show. Before we do, just say that we are totally back now, back from an interview with the original creators, back from our live show at a campground, back to what we do best, which is talk about a comic book while we drink beer in a basement. Jeff, can you please give us the two-sentence replay from last episode?
1: Resident bad boy and schoolyard rival, Johnny Rival, has a gun and is looking to settle scores with Alex Power, who he loudly claims is a mutant with super strength, to everyone he knows who loudly dismiss his claims because that is whack. Well, fights are picked, chicken-based insults are hurled, Spider-Man and Hobgoblin get involved, conflicts get resolved, and an unlikely friendship is formed, for no discernible reason, between our two young protagonists. Now that the they-say-chicken-19 times in this comic, but discovered that the chicken they were searching for was friendship all along. Two-sentence replay is over. Why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our Power Pack pick is?
0: My pleasure, my friend. I'm so glad I don't read those ahead.
1: I I like the little surprises we have for each other. I really do. And I'm like, I can have this here and the little off-page stuff. And I just love the fact that it's like, ah, it's great. Well, speaking of one
0: of the surprises we have for each other, Mm -hmm. I would like to introduce you to my take on the finale of this book. Mm -hmm. Because with everything that happens in this book, we can just assume that somebody had... A syntax to pay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was going to be like bad day beer or something. Oh, this is a nice red can. Oh, that's a sexy little devil lady in a mod dress going on. It's Mother Earth Brew Company. Imperial peanut butter stout. Yeah. Whoa, that's sounding pretty good. Story time on it is... Tasting notes, big and bold, balanced roastiness, brown sugar, ale with natural flavor added. Yeah, 12 ounce can. It looks really kind of cool and uh, it's, uh, it's got words on it I want.
0: It's 8.1% ABV and 45 IBU, and syntax is its name.
1: hmm. Mmm. That's smelling good in the can. It's apparent hairs off my glass.
0: No, that's your beard.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, buddy. So nice and dark as any imperial stout is. There's a Oh, oh, some light comes some through light that. Comes through the some
1: does, very very minor, and it comes through. Looking, I've got a red. Yeah, red. It comes through red, which is yeah, little red track lines coming through a real dark beer. That looks. It does have the very
0: nice peanut butter smell. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one, and I've had this before. Hmm.
1: Wow, that is two different worlds meeting.
0: It pretty much is. Yeah. You get, um, unlike a lot of other imperial stout peanut butter beers that lean heavier on the peanut butter, this one has a weird mix you get hit with the peanut butter right up front but then there's that imperial stout kind of punch at the end
1: yeah and then it kind of turns into like roast peanuts in in your mouth it's like flavor a little flavor. bit that bit little carmel? caramely little yeah. roast peanut caramely kind of flavor that yeah. aftertaste that kind yeah. of lingers yeah that is wow that is wow that just has yeah it just bounces around in those melodies and it kind of it roams through like multiple kind of peanut peanut butter kind of sensations it's as well the, that is odd
0: there's a number of peanut bar brews i like
1: um this one Is kind of on my lower end of the scale, I would say, but wow, God, that is—I'm sorry—you take a sip and it kind of is like, "Hi, I'm on your punch," yeah, and then I'm something else. It's that is odd, and I think that's it. It's like when I want to have a pure
0: a peanut butter stout i want to have the smoothness of a peanut butter this one this one plays around with that that taste profile a little bit more it really does it
1: it has those like i was saying it has those little stabs yeah kind of like right on the center of your tongue yeah right on the like top top center of the tongue that is just wow that is odd yeah okay the caramel is the brown sugar so it does have a it really does have a brown sugar uh note in there big time that lingers around which is pleasant but it Wow, again. This is a two-world thing. This is very I'm in your face. Also, hey, let's hang out. I'm sweet like brown sugar. Ah, you know, I'm just it's all over the place. That is really interesting. It has a
0: whole lot of fun, and there's a party in our mouth and the syntax is invited.
1: Yeah, the syntax is invited.
0: As far as the meaning, I'm pretty sure that you understand the
1: meanings. Oh, yes, the and wages are, of sin.
0: We will discuss the tax that these boys pay on the yes. sins that they all have yes and uh yeah see about how it matches up at the end but mm-hmm. for now how about the opening credits if you please
1: power pack issue number 30 june 1987 crack up credits writer louise simonson pencils val Merrick inks hillary barda letterers joe rosen colors glennis oliver editor carl potts editor-in-chief jim shooter and special thanks to John Figueroa, Story Consultant.
0: Featuring Power Pack. Alex Power, a.k.a. Destroyer. Oldest Power sibling. Disintegrates matter, turning it into energy which he can expel into power balls. Julie Power, who also has powers. Jack Power, who also has powers. And Katie Power, who also has powers. Not that they really use them in this book. They totally use them. Everybody uses their powers. Barely. <laughs> 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 Guest starring Johnny Rival, a kid from the projects, a leader of a gang, a finder of guns, and since last issue, Alex's best friend in the whole world. And thus begins the saga of the best friends, Johnny Rival and Alex Power.
1: Okay, so what is happening here?
0: Well, starting off, immediately following Alex and Johnny Rival teaming up with Spider-Man to take down the hob...
1: Whoa there, cowboy. There is only room in this basement for one two-sentence replayer, and you are not it. You need to know your lane and stay in it. The priorly pugilistic punks, post-purloining and punching, patched up piccadillos and paraded to a police procedural.
0: That's what I tried to say. They're standing outside the slums where Johnny Rival lives, watching the police make a crack raid. And speaking of crack, Johnny Rival makes one at the surprised Alex. Just a few blocks from Alex's nice neighborhood is this place, where the rich buy their drugs.
1: Crack, not just a poor person's drug. And now you know... (laughs) Alex
0: notices a kid being arrested and points him out to Johnny Rival. It is Raphael Rival, aka Rip Rival, aka Johnny Rival's brother, aka a busted crack dealer.
1: Is this the crack raid that Hobgoblin was setting up in last issue? Talk about coincidences. Johnny
0: Rival, increasing his long list of good ideas, runs after the cop car to stop them and falls on the ground as it speeds off. Boop, boop.
1: As Alex comforts the sobbing bully, Johnny Rival's gang appears, and boy howdy are they confused. They were really expecting to see Alex full of bullet holes, or black and blueses, or anywhere not here, but instead, he is comforting their gang leader. I think they are just waiting for the two boys to start singing.
0: The pair of former arch rivals explain that they bonded over being mutually kidnapped by Hobgoblin. According to the narrative woven by Johnny Rival, it sounds like these two completely wiped the park with the villain, and Spider-Man just needed to bring a mop
1: and bucket. Oh, Johnny Rival, you scamp. This little tale and the gang leader's endorsement is enough to make the square rich boy, Alex, the newest member of this street gang. They even teach Alex how to snap in unison with them. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Well, soon, Alex and Dwayne, one of his new gang friends, are heading back to the nicer side of town. During this scene, we learn a couple things about
0: Dwayne. He has asthma. His mom worries about him, and he can spot a hidden mystery bag of drugs from 20 feet away.
1: What's this? It's crack. It's what I really like. It's crack. I smoke it in my pipe. It's crack. I can't believe our find won't believe there is so much enough to share. It's crack. In the immortal words of Whitney Houston,
0: Crack is whack. And so was that parody. Dwayne surmises that someone must have ditched the bag during the raid. Well, under the ironclad established law of Weeber's Losers v. Keeper's Finders,
1: Dwayne claims possession of the ditch drugs by saying, Treacherous! And he offers up a vial to Alex. Alex first tries to refuse, but after Dwayne accuses him of... uh, Being a chicken, Alex relents and accepts the banned blow.
0: The good news is that Alex mentally flagellates himself over being too chicken to say no, and then disintegrates the vial vial as soon as Dwayne walks away. And that might be the last good news in this issue.
1: The next day at IS44, it is P.E. time. Dwayne is chatting with Johnny Rival and letting him know how ripped he is. It is interesting. Johnny Rival really lays into this guy, calling him all kinds of stupid.
0: It's at this point that another guy from the gang walks over and jokingly just kind of pushes Dwayne lightly. Dwayne tips over and ever so ungently
1: falls to the floor. Wham! And does not get up. The teacher is called over, and after a quick check, Coach Tony yells at Alex to run to the office to get an ambulance.
0: Before Alex can make it up the stairs, Johnny Rival catches up to tell him that it's too late. Dwayne quit breathing and is dead. Crack kills, and now you know. After school, the gang's walking out of the schoolyard including the guy who pushed Dwayne over. I mean, you would think that he may have gone home early after something as traumatic as, you know, I don't know, probably involuntary manslaughter, but I guess New York schools
1: have a pretty strict attendance policy. No going home early without a doctor's note. Standing just outside the schoolyard fence is Rip, Johnny Rival's freshly released-from-jail brother. After a hug between siblings and a short retelling of how much jail sucks from the reprobate who is sporting a nice black eye, Rip whips out a couple of vials of crack, looking to make a sale. Alex is quite vexed by this. Vexed, I say, and blurts out... That's crack. You sell crack? Yes, Alex. Rip is a crack dealer, and crack dealers sell crack. And now you know.
0: After offering a flustered Alex a free one on the house, Johnny Rival is the one to tell Rip to put it away. It is poor sport to be slinging snowflakes around after a dude has died doing that drug that day, dummy.
1: Hey, do you remember what really started off most of Alex's rivalry with former school rival Johnny Rival?
0: Was it when they got in a fight over who had the best last name?
1: No, I think it was when they couldn't decide on Alney or Jokes for their portmanteau 2 super couple best buds name. Actually,
0: I think it was when Johnny Rival started to hit on Allison. Well, speak of the freckled devil and she shows up. Here comes Alex's blonde girlfriend now, wanting to do her... Homework with Alex.
1: Yeah, they're at that heavy mathing stage of a relationship.
0: Fun time. Well, homework or not, apparently Alex is too cool for school, math or girls, because he blows her off to go and hang with these discount sweathawks who don't seem to understand the concept of doing homework.
1: Seriously, Alex, priorities.
0: Hey, you know the old saying, bro works before homeworks. Huh? 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 Meanwhile in the Powers apartment... Home of the Fighting Cosplayers. The other three members of the Space Horsey Gang are preparing for some type of school play. Katie is helping Julie with the Statue of Liberty costume, and Jack is sort of practicing his Frenchman lines while balancing a degrav chair on his finger.
1: Really, we just have a scene where they're talking about the play, bemoaning the fact that Alex is not home, and showing off their powers. Because every comic is someone's first, and if they don't use their powers now, it really ain't going to happen in this book.
0: Julie answers the phone call from Allison. The scared sweetheart of the senior sibling is seeking her schoolmate, last seen with several stupid scum. The sister is surprised her sib skips spending a span with his steady to step out with a stupid schoolboy squad.
1: Well, the other three decide they need to find Alex and bring him home before their parents show up. So, they costume on and fly out. And
0: soon, they find him, Johnny Rival and the rest of the boppers.
1: The boppers?
0: Well, they ain't the Yancey Street gang, and not one of them is golden enough to be a pony boy, so that's what I got. The three power kids land behind some bushes, costumes off, and run out after Alex, totally destroying his street rep. Hey, he's only almost
1: 13. He don't have a rep yet.
0: Whatever, Fresh Prince. And yes, it does damage his current standing. Rip starts to mock Alex about how his family is making him come home for Din Din when he himself doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to. This causes Jack to step up to the older grizzled punk.
1: Yeah, if you can do anything you want, well, maybe it's because nobody cares what you do. A little baby like you, you don't know nothing about nothing. Oh yeah? I know enough to keep out of
0: jail. Dang, Jack. Leave the gun and take the cannoli, boy, because you just murdered that fool.
1: Oh wait, Rip is about to get both barrels. His Aunt Rosie shows up, starting off by saying his... Full name. Raphael, Dominica's rival. So you know he's in trouble.
0: She is ticked. She knows he was not at school. Rip, I mean Raphael, tries to lie his way out of that. But this lady is not taking any of it. Whap.
1: She slaps the teen and starts to dress him down in front of everyone, calling him a liar, a no-good bum, and a loser. Never pull some whack excuses with your adoptive auntie, as she will smack you down. And now you know. After Aunt Rosie leads Rip off, the three younger power
0: kids weigh in on this disturbing domestic display.
2: Julie, I never saw families act like this. What if Alex starts it too? Bad news, Katie Bear. He already has.
1: Tough guy, isn't he, Alex? Real tough. Jack, if you don't stop, I'll... But before we can find out what Alex would do, an upset Johnny Rival asks Alex if he's coming with them.
0: Alex uses his siblings as an excuse as to ask why he can't come. He says he has to take care of some business and teach these punks some manners.
2: Teach us manners. Give me a break.
0: What did you jerks think you are doing? Those guys are my friends.
2: Friends? I thought you hated each other. Besides, Alex, those are bad kids to have as friends.
1: The kid's drag an angry, arrogant, antagonistic Alex aloft. No matter what they say to him, Alex makes his case clear. He is older, he does not need to be hanging with crummy kids, and he has real friends now.
0: I'm a real boy now. Next, he's going to get a leather jacket, become really jerky, and spend all of his time with some other people.
1: Um, we're not up to the point where he's with the new warriors yet, but yeah.
0: Okay, moving on with this story, the next day we find Rip hanging outside the school. Again. Trying to sell some crack to some kids. Again. Alex sees this and gets involved by talking to Rip about Dwayne. You know, the kid who died at school from using crack the day before. Not a good tagline for your product. Try the new and improved crack. For the low, low cost of all your
1: money, your health, your family, and your respect. You too can get high for a short time and possibly die. Sign up today. Telling kids that the drugs they want to do killed a classmate yesterday. It's super effective. And now you know. The two other kids beat it, not wanting anything to do with death. Rip responds by calling his brother over to get this white boy out of his
0: life. As Johnny Rival does so, Alex pointedly asks his new BFF if he will
1: stop his brother before more kids die. This hits a nerve, and Johnny Rival gets in Rip's face, laying out the crack makes you stupid, it burns your brain, and it could kill you. Rip
0: responds with the maturity and recent tone of a man who has been presented with compelling facts that need to be considered and evaluated. And he punches his brother. Whack! Shut up. I'm going to get sick if I don't get money soon. You want me sick? I need money. Fast money. What do you want me to do? Rob a store? Tell you what, dude. You help me and we'll rob that store together.
1: Alex is really confused. He helps up Johnny Rival as Rip walks away laughing. The injured brother informs Alex that Rip is not only a crack club for men dealer but a client as well. He has to sell it to make money to use it. Johnny Rival is in a tough spot. His parents are dead
0: and he only has Rip. He is trying to protect him, but Rip has changed. He's changed so much, but he is still his brother. So what's worse, dealing or stealing?
1: And with that, he runs off with Rip. Later, Alex has met up with his siblings after they have finished their play practice. Alex was told to walk his siblings home because of the increase in robberies and crime in the neighborhood. Apparently, the New York superheroes are failing in their duties. Come on, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Luke Cage. Where you at, boys? Kunlun, Hell's Kitchen, and Harlem, respectively. What? No. I mean, these are classic New York Street heroes dealing with New York Street problems. Why have they done something about it? Maybe they're too busy mourning the cancellation of their Netflix series.
0: Oh, too soon, man. Too soon. Katie points out that Mommy and Daddy would be nervous, knowing that Alex was friends with Rip and Johnny Rival. Jack, of course, takes a more... hmm, Jack approach? What's the matter, bro? We cramping your macho style? Which, of course, sets Alex off. There's nothing wrong with John. He's a good kid. He's got more problems than you guys ever seen. And more guts, too. He can't help what his brother is. Any more than I can help having to walk home with goofy-looking jerks like you.
1: If that's how you feel,
0: we'll walk ourselves home.
2: Yeah, goodbye.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. And the
1: siblings walk on. Before Alex can really reach uber-jerk status by either pushing a baby into a puddle or kicking a nun in the shin, a couple of Johnny Rivals gang show up. The robbery is going down now. Johnny Rival is playing lookout while Rip knocks off old man Hector's bodega.
0: They were telling Alex this in a, hey, ain't it cool, kind of way, but Alex took it more as a, Danger, Earl Robinson, warning, and he heads off to stop them.
1: Alex can't fly, so he runs down the streets, and as he gets near, he hears the unmistakable sound of sirens. Whoop,
0: whoop, whoop. He spies Johnny Rival posted as a lookout on the corner, and he goes running towards him. Johnny Rival, seeing Alex and the cops, also starts running to tell his brother. But Alex tackles him before he can run into the store. The cops pull up, jump out of their vehicles, with weapons
1: raised. The laid out lookout is still trying to get up to get to his brother, but Alex won't let him go. And then Rip comes out of the store. I ain't going back to jail. I ain't. Blam,
0: blam, blam.
1: And Rip is dead. Johnny Rival is angry at Alex for stopping him, even though Alex is trying to explain that Johnny Rival would have been dead too. Alex takes a punch to the chin from his former rival-slash-friend as a reward for his friendly gesture. Whack!
0: As Johnny Rival runs off, the other two gang members inform Alex that he is now person non grata, even though they do not know what that means. They warn him that he'd better run if they see him again.
1: And thus ends the saga of the best friends, Johnny Rival and Alex Power. The sirens in the shooting have caused the
0: rest of Power Pack to show up in their costumes. No, not their superhero costumes, their play costumes.
1: Alex holds his arms out to stop his siblings, telling them not to look. But it is too late. They see Rip's body.
0: Alex corrects Jack's assumption that the cops killed Rip. He says it was Crack that killed him. Crack could kill in all kinds of ways.
1: Crack's all over, bro. And for all your superpower, there is nothing you can do about it. Yes, there is, Jack. You better believe there is. Next issue. Crack is manufactured in crack houses throughout the city. Next issue, there will be one less. Plus the school play and a team of supervillain kids named trash in a story we can only call crackdown do, do, do,
0: do, 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 do. i couldn't remember the funeral march and so i went with that instead <laughs> power pack packaging time
1: <laughs> so now that we're through that issue. Oh my gosh, it was a laugh riot. I love this issue because it's so uplifting and feel good.
0: <sighs> let's talk about something happy, like the cover of this. Nope, 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 no. nope. <laughs> nope <laughs>
1: this nope. Uh, this ought to be the happy drawy in to this kids' book comic, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got a cover here that is drawn by drawn by Carl Parts, John Bogdanov, and the inker is Hillary Barda, and this is kind of a weird cover. It's um very evocative about the issue, but it is a lion cover. So we'll explain it here. We kind of have a yellowish, orangey background, and in the foreground of it, we've got Alex with a very anguished, if not constipated look on his face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good descriptor. It, um, it, it look, it, it, I could see it as a, the... the uh, no, why did it have to be him? Grieving sure. kind of face, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. constipated. I've yeah. uh, I've also got a mirror in my bathroom, so I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he is he is costumed up and he's holding a black teenager who does not have a shirt on and looks very emaciated. Uh, he's got pants on and he is obviously dead. Uh, head is fallen all the way back, eyes are open, uh, and his mouth is open, kind of in a silent scream coming up from behind is the other three kids at Power Pack and they're kind of flying up from behind them with um, very serious looking looks on their faces and in the background of all of this kind of as a watermark is a crack vial with the Ghostbusters kind of no over the top of it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a Johnny Storm, Fantastic Four flame symbol, except it's a anti-crack symbol. So I guess there's a new superhero team that's very dedicated to one crime.
0: <laughs> it's not in the flames, though. It's just okay. it's well, just, it's, it's a it's different
1: just... team. It's it's I said it's like. Okay. It's not is. It's it's like the bat signal for no crack.
0: Yeah, that's a better yeah. that's a better description. Yeah. Than. La, 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 la. no crack no crack oh and then of course at the bottom we have the skyline of manhattan too this is not one of my favorites it, it definitely tells you what this issue is about
1: it does it is very much a, a public service issue cover it, it really it, really is
0: it shows us that there's a minority that died mm-hmm. because of crack
1: yes you could honestly even just say uh there was a youth that died due to crack yes. and it is uh yeah, you know, uh, funny thing is, is that it kind of was in the projects and everything like that, but the majority of crack users were Caucasian.
0: The boy who died, yes, Dwayne, yeah, he was Caucasian, yes,
1: and, and uh, I'm going to say affluent. I'm going to guess, yes, because he was not in the projects. He was, uh, yeah, like ten blocks up,
0: and and then of course we have uh, Rip, who is um, who is Hispanic, mm-hmm. who he dies in a shootout because he's stealing money for crack.
1: Yeah. He's a seller, he's a user it's, right. yeah
0: I think theres some of uh Johnny's gang that were African American but that's about the closest that we got
1: yeah it, yeah there's one kid in his gang that's African American there's a heavy uh white kid with red hair and yeah, uh, yeah it's always wearing the same shirt yeah
0: what, what about you though I mean not one of my favorite covers
1: uh no no it's it's not it's uh it tells you what the issue is about but it's not it's not a great cover and it's well here's the plain simple fact of it this is a hard issue yes it is not a laugh riot no it is not a feel good At no point are you in there and you're like yeah things are looking up no this is the first part of a three-part series and it is very much it is the uh Things are going bad. Right. It is it is not your typical trilogy where you know it's like oh it's this is the Empire Strikes Back right you know stuff happened and then it ended on a down note it, you know it's like oh first it's a New Hope and things are going good no it is just like this sucks
0: it it, it starts off with things going good with Alex and Johnny Rival being friends instead of rivals I mean it, that's oh my yeah good no that's
1: good well that is the end of the last issue right. it immediately starts with them looking at a crack bust I mean things right. it, I mean, it's you know, there isn't any there isn't a page right. or a splash page of just happy-go-lucky it's just it's a splash page of they're arresting all these people what's going on with all these police cars oh it's crack raid there's crack everywhere this of course if it happens that's so and so and i know this guy and he works over there hey my brother it is there is no feel good in it at all
0: no and for the rest of the series we're going to be dealing with a lot of our rest of this three issue arc we're going to be dealing with a lot of scenes and a lot of stuff that kind of into this, I think that of the three issues, this is possibly the most depressing. Um, <laughs> well, the other the other issues have their own things going on, but this one has got the most. Yeah, this paints a kind of a lot of realistic type of pictures. Bit of after school special in there, but yeah, there's a lot going on in here. Let's get into this a little bit. I want to start off by mentioning something because I'm going to be bringing up a lot of points that I pulled from this article. There is a really great article that's written by a friend of the show, Osvaldo Oila, on The Middle Spaces. We will link it to our show notes, but it's uh, themiddlespaces.com, and you can find it on that website underneath Power Pack Says Crack is Whack. Um, it's, uh, he wrote this in 2015 in December, and like I said, I will cite this on our, on our show notes as well. Asfaldo brings up a lot of great points about the feel of this issue and its themes and, of course, a lot of the other issues that are going to be following it. Let's kind of go through some of these points here. Alex plays a role as the surrogate for the reader, but his viewpoint is decidedly from a white middle to upper class. A lot of the imagery and identity of the supporting character suggests that the drug epidemic is localized in lower class or different races. I think it's pretty true. I mean, we do have the one death, like we said, is from a more affluent kid who's hanging out with these kids. But they definitely focus on the fact that, it's, that the crack houses are mostly in the project areas or close to them. They mostly are run by the minorities or immigrants. And, of course, it's the upper class or middle class that tends to go over there to buy them.
1: Uh, yeah, the reason for that is because uh, you, you start with cocaine and it's too expensive, so you move down to crack. Right. Yeah, which is crack cocaine. So. It's
0: crack cocaine. And he mentions, too, that now, now we do have Dwayne, who appears to be white and who comes from an area outside the projects. It is interesting that when he dies, there seems to really be some action in the story at that point. What would have changed if Dwayne was not white?
1: I honestly don't know if it would be a different action or not, uh, because you were saying it's like there it seems like action goes on. It's not really. It was the. It's, it's like it's, these I kids are like, oh, our friend died, but Rip was still going to sell drugs. Right. These other two kids that were going to buy them were still going to be, you know, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're like, hey, maybe we should buy some crack. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's great.
0: I, I think the the reason the reason why Weezy used Dwayne is part of the story that she had going on. It was Dwayne and Alex. Walking back mm-hmm. to their homes. Mm-hmm. Now, they could have had him be different. He could have been walking with any of the he kids. He could be yeah. walking, I think. It's, but I mean, it's kind of how we assume that he's from the affluent neighborhood, kind of where Alex is from. Well, yeah, too. we're making some assumptions. And it could have been any of the kids. It could be yeah. any of the gang members that had to walk the same distance with Alex, going through the same things, and he could have died. Because it was that moment when that figure died. That's kind of what set Alex off on his path of, oh, hey, this is bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well my only thought on it is, is that when the kids were going to buy crack and alex comes in sure. it's like hey what about you know it's like hey did you hear about how that kid that we went to school with and our friends with died you know right. your brother's friend and then the kids weren't you know the kids who were going to buy the drugs weren't like oh that was that white kid who died it you know, was they just, were like oh that there was a guy in our inner, right. you know that went to school that died from that yesterday yeah i don't want any part of that so um ethnicity was never brought up right. so i could see that very much just for how it was it's like I think just the fact that a schoolmate had died is what right. is the driving force. So it could it could have been anybody.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Another interesting commentary at the end, when the rest of the power kids are looking at the crime scene, they're dressed in their play costumes representing historical minorities. They are pretending to understand some real struggles in migrant and minority communities while they are staring at the results of this outcome. It's just an interesting piece. It's like they're kind of... It's interesting that they're standing there in those costumes... And just kind of standing there a little bit of like representations of people who live in those areas.
1: I kind of get that, except uh, they're French. It's Statue of Liberty and Two Frenchmen. Sure. But, so, but same, it's it's, still it can be the immigrant right, story. It's the immigrant yeah, okay. story
0: is kind of what I'm kind of pulling the okay. tugs on there. So it's, there's some interesting stuff in here. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of interesting uh, things that... Osvaldo brings up in his article, not only on this issue, but the next couple of issues. Mm -hmm. And I am really looking forward to actually having him on the show when we get to the uh, finally issue of this trilogy. Hey, hey,
1: spoilers. We're going to have a guest. We're going to have a guest. Actually, we're
0: going to have a guest next episode and the one after. So
1: it's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. It's
0: going to get crowded in here. We need help getting (laughs) through these.
1: (laughs) They're, they're, they're hard reads. They really are. They're,
0: uh, I mean, they're hard reads because I mean, this one, we've got two deaths.
1: Oh my goodness! You know, you've got two deaths. You've got uh, drug abuse. You've got just you know what pe- the distances people will go to feed their needs. You've got it's, some domestic violence. You got domestic violence. You know, front and center. It is. It, they're not happy-go-lucky. I know that. You know, we tried and, and make. Uh, light of it yeah light hey here's some jokes but none of this is joke worthy matter no. uh, yeah none of this is joke worthy material it is all it's very hard it's very serious and also kind of in there we're like hey iron fist and luke cage and daredevil where We're worried for this yeah most you know that's kind of the thing superhero heroics is kind of like hey i'm gonna go fight the hobgoblin who's gonna plant pumpkin bobs at city hall mm-hmm. uh that's kind of the more typical like hero villain story you're going to do as opposed to, hey, that guy beats up his step kid all the time. And then his step kid is stealing money to, you know, is selling drugs to neighborhood kids. Right. And one of them would It's like, uh, you know, that that's hard story time. I kind of like
0: the fact that this is not really a tights Tyson- and tapes kind of no issue. it is
1: not well that's what the majority of it was uh they were never you know they were in costumes a little bit the other kids right. alex was never in his costume no he in uses, fact he, he refused, used, refused to be in his costume at and one he,
0: point. he used his power one time mm-hmm. um that was just to disintegrate the vial
1: yeah which could have been just sure. it it was yeah it was represented sure. yeah you know, rep- he's like i'm getting rid of this he used his power he could have just chucked it back in a bush he could have thrown it in the right. trash he could have thrown it on the ground and stepped on it
0: and i mean the the kids use their powers mostly just to get from point A to point B, fine. Yeah, then they and, were fooling yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, it's it has nothing to do with superpowers. Yeah, it on is this.
1: no superhero. at all. And
0: that makes it a little bit more powerful, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had the opportunity a couple of episodes ago to talk to uh, Weezy and June Brigman, and Weezy brought up these issues. We, we were mentioning that we were doing them at this time, and she started talking about them and said that these were from real life events from John Figueroa. And it was really kind of interesting to hear that that this was all real inspiration that she received and she wanted to represent in this book. And I think that also helps sell the entire idea of it being feeling more real, feeling a little more visceral, a little bit of after school special, but I think in a good way.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not over bearing with it it yeah it's not that kind of like saccharine syrup that you'd get in some after school specials where it's like well i guess i've learned my lesson no, i should treat sally with respect because you know, kind of
0: nobody thing. really learns a lesson in here
1: no not really no uh, no in fact you know uh hey johnny's gonna go help his brother rob a store ain't that cool well uh, now you're out of the gang because you stopped johnny from going getting beat by the police or something right.
0: yeah he, he's gonna go rob a store because that's better than selling crack
1: is it choices yeah it's is it i yeah it's hard uh just as a real side on that johnny was a terrible lookout yeah yeah because it's like okay alex is just across from street from you and he's hearing the police sirens and he's like johnny cops are coming and then johnny's like i should go warn my brother who's a block away it's like you're You're, not doing a good job you're not gonna make him there in time
0: no no i don't think there was anything that he could have really done no, to really help his brother
1: i mean that's it's like, not really uh by the his, time you hear the cops it's gonna be too late basically rip rip had demons that he was trying to deal with he, yeah. yeah uh and even you know i think in there he was saying that uh they're you know because both their parents are dead right. uh he was saying that his their dad was the only one who could well, I'd say talk, but he said beat any sense into his head. Now that his dad's gone, it's just rips off the rails.
0: Yeah, and so Johnny's he, not going to be able to do anything. But he still looks up to his older brother. Yeah, of
1: course it's his older brother, but you know, even then, his older brother just, like bashed him to the ground and everything. And is... it's it's a hard run.
0: It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to something a little bit more. Nah, this isn't any better. <laughs> 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 I'm going to break out the library card, anyways. Mm-hmm. In this comic, there was an offhand remark about the Flying Dutchman. So I did a little bit of research into this, and I just want to talk about it. The legend of the Flying Dutchman goes back to the late 18th century, when sailors allegedly saw a ghost ship that foretold imminent doom or disaster. Reports of a special ship persisted for the next 250 years, despite there being no definitive proof that a ghost ship really existed. The myth is likely to have originated from the 17th century golden age of the Dutch East India Company. The oldest extant version has been dated to the late 18th century. Mostly it serves as a warning that the ship can never make port and it sails the seas forever. In ocean lore, the sight of this phantom ship is a portent of doom. So there's many tales that go like this. You know, Captain Hendricks van der Decken, aka the Dutchman, departed Amsterdam for the East Indies and loaded the ship with spices and silks and dyes to sell back in the Netherlands. After making some repairs to his vessel, he was set to make a return back to Amsterdam in 1641. When his ship rounded the Cape of Good Hope, a storm suddenly came up on the intrepid crew. They begged their captain to reverse course, but of course he said no. Some believe that he was mad. Others think that he was drunk. Eh, you be the judge. He refused to turn the ship around, and it sank to the bottom of the ocean. And from this story came the curse of the Flying Dutchman. I tried to think about this story and wondered if there were any interesting parallels, and I believe that there are some. We can look at Rip as the captain of the Dutchman, a man who must sell crack no matter what the cost. His brother and Alex are like the crew of the ship, both telling him to stop. If it wasn't for Alex stopping Johnny Rival in the illusion of the story... Tackling him overboard, Johnny would have died as well. You can also say that crack is the Flying Dutchman, a cursed, untouchable dream, a drug that brings the promise of adventure, but ends in undying death. Mm. Ah, I kind of made my own allusions to it there, but I think it, it works. works fine. No, it kind of does. It does. How about you, sir? What is in your crack dungeon of science? <laughs>
1: It's time to have the drug talk, so let's talk about this issue's drug of choice. Crack cocaine is the crystal form of cocaine, which normally comes in a powder form. It comes in solid blocks or crystals varying in color from yellow to pale rose or white. Crack is heated and smoked. It is so named because it makes a crackling or popping sound when heated. Crack is the most potent form in which cocaine appears. It is also the riskiest. It is between 75 and 100% pure, far stronger and more potent than regular cocaine. Cocaine is expensive to buy on the streets. Crack was developed to be a cheaper alternative to cocaine, making it more easily affordable to users. As a less expensive alternative, it became more accessible to those in the lower socioeconomic demographic. These people had less disposable income available to spend on drugs, but they were still seeking options to get high. This brought crack use to low income and minority communities. By the 1980s there was an epidemic of crack use in these communities the effects of crack can be variable due to the uncertainty of the purity of the cocaine used to manufacture it this only adds to the seriousness and unpredictability of smoking crack the effects of crack use are similar to cocaine use although often more intense they include euphoria heightened alertness dilated pupils decreased appetite increased heart rate, and intense cravings. Smoking crack causes these effects to take hold more quickly and intensely than cocaine because crack is absorbed through the membranes of the lungs, entering the bloodstream and the brain within 10 to 15 seconds. As such, the risk of overdosing is extremely high, leading to convulsions, coma, and death. Symptoms of crack overdose are rapid heart rate and hyperventilation. Long-term effects of crack use include mood changes, irritability, restlessness, depression, anxiety, paranoia, and hallucinations. It is easy to develop a crack or cocaine abuse problem because the drug in both forms is highly addictive. As such, issues with withdrawal often arise. Symptoms of withdrawal include agitation, intense cravings, depression, anxiety, nausea, extreme fatigue, muscle pain, suicidal thoughts. Well, that's Science Corner, and we learned that crack cocaine is super addictive. And now you know. Boy, we're happy go lucky fun
0: boys today, ain't we?
1: Yes, we are. Remember when we were a comedy podcast?
0: Let's try to get back to that with a little bit of (laughs) power thoughts. We'll start with our refrigerator galley and some jokes please dear god we need jokes
1: oh my art's all fun fun and games it's all jokey jokey fun fun times all right all right in In the in the vein of this
0: issue oh boy (laughs) all right let's go ahead and start then uh do you want to start
1: okay we'll start with my joke backup one on page 13 and i call it parental advice and it's in the top left corner where aunt rosie smacks the living face off of johnny rival's brother rip you're right that is a funny one. Oh, it's so great. I mean, Auntie, Auntie Rosie is just smacking him in the face super hard. I mean, he was lying to her. Uh, she's a lie detector. It's so great. She just, like, smacks that family member right in the face so hard. Oh, good times.
0: You're a bad man. <laughs> You're a bad,
1: bad man. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> What's your joke back up?
0: My joke back up is actually pretty funny. No, it's not actually. Now i think about it. It's on page 19. (laughs) (laughs) I call it Charlie Brown. And it's the top left corner.
1: (laughs) I thought about putting this into my thing, but I didn't.
0: And it's Alex kicking a can down the street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's Charlie Browning it. He's
0: Charlie Browning it. Yeah,
1: it's after he chased his family members away, calling them crummy jerk faces. And they're all like, fine, bye. And he's like, well, shoot, I still have to walk them home. But (laughs) how far away can I walk and still be with them? So, yeah.
0: What is your... Top funny one.
1: Oh, my top funny one. You are going to get a laugh out of this one. It is fantastic. (laughs) It's on page 22. Oh.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Go on.
1: And I call it Best Buds. And it is in the middle right-hand part of the page. And it's Johnny Rival punching Alex Power in the face after his brother was murdered. Or killed by cops who were defending themselves because he was shooting a gun outside of a convenience store. Oh, Alex getting punched right in the face. He deserved this issue. And just in general. But oh my goodness, isn't it funny? It's so fun. They're getting punched in the face and family members are dying
0: <sighs> I I I don't I yeah um so if we go back a couple of pages what's your first place joke one Rick my my first place joke one is um on page 18 oh hi and um and this one is actually funny
1: <laughs> are you sure
0: I'm pretty sure it was okay. funny <laughs> it was funny a while ago it's the top left pa- panel
1: oh this is a good one
0: and it's uh, Alex picking up his siblings from the play and he's walking next to Julie and Katie they're both in their costumes and he's talking to them in the background you see some other kids coming out of the door and you see one girl dressed up in something and you see Jack chasing her
1: yep the Frenchman is chasing his victim the flying Frenchman
0: I would say that Jack is just chasing girl and I call this picture Jack!
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i like this picture a lot actually and uh one of the things that i also like is in the dialogue tree as because uh, uh julie's complaining about somebody and she's all did you hear what jeff said katie he better learn his lines by tonight or yeah. so i got referenced in this and i was told to learn my lines and i said no no
0: because <laughs> you never learn your lines I you never. are bad at learning your <laughs> lines <laughs> I Says remember, the other guy who doesn't learn his lines. Yeah, I know, that's <laughs> why we
1: read it off our tablets. Yeah, I remember being in this play, and I just can, constantly was disappointing the power children who were just dominating this play. They did a it's great a job. Why,
0: it's a reason why Wheezy had never had you uh, drawn in.
1: Yeah, I know. I was kind of sad by that, to be honest.
0: That's because uh, you, uh, you're a
1: I, horrible, horrible person, I, and
0: you're going to continue to show sure. us how you're a horrible person by showing me what your next picture is. Oh, no,
1: these are going to be really good ones. I promise. I promise. They're going to be good. They're going to be great. They really are. Help me. Yep. My backup good, good, good photo is on page 17. Oh, God. (laughs) And I call it brotherly love. It's in the very top panel of the page. And it's a picture of Rip just punching Johnny Rival in the face so hard that he goes flying back and lands on the cement concrete floor. Oh, brothers. Oh, brothers. So much love. So much brotherly love. What's your backup one of art that you really liked?
0: Well, my... I'm... I'm. I actually was playing straight, and now I'm regretting my choices. <laughs> okay. Um, page 21. 21. And it's, and it's the middle of the uh, page, and it's Alex tackling Johnny from behind, and I think it's a pretty good shot, and it's very, oh, it yeah. it's very you know, intense, mm-hmm. and he's saying no, and he's slamming him to the ground as you know, his cops are getting out of their car, and... Um, yeah, I just I like this shot. I, I like this entire page. This no, entire it, page is really good. It
1: is really good. This this was uh, one of the ones that I had on my list. This is a really good image. Yeah, this is when uh, Alex is stopping Johnny from basically warning his right. brother Rip that cops are there because cops are there and they're already out of their vehicle And Alex is the saving Johnny. Yeah, yeah Alex yeah. is saving Johnny. Yeah. Go on. Oh, you want to know my first place one? Oh, go this, on. Oh, this is going to be fun. No, this is really good art. This is really really good.
0: You don't know, folks. I'm I'm just my eyes are closed. I'm. I'm casting down at my microphone, and I'm just... I'm refusing to look Jeff in the face at this point. It's on page seven. Oh, gosh.
1: Does that make you feel better? Not really. Seven's a lucky number. Odds are this is going to be good art that's going to make you feel good about life. No.
0: No, it's not. No, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no.
1: And I call this one pushing up daisies. Ah, uh, uh, it's the very top left panel, and it's the uh, redheaded f- gang member who's pudgy, and he always wears the the trucker cap and the Marine sh- Corps shirt, and he's just gently pushing Dwayne over just shoving him a little bit and then Dwayne falls over dead oh oh, 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 oh you horse foolery tomfoolery kids at school you're just pushing up daisies isn't that fun isn't all of that fun wasn't all of this super fun wasn't this just a feel-good issue so for my top one hey, tell me about your top one I'm
0: going top one um god i feel really bad now folks i feel really really bad now folks because i didn't know jeff was going to be pulling this i didn't know jeff was going to be doing this and now i I
1: just i came up with a theme
0: and now i have to cap off that theme with what i wrote down as my top pick on page
1: 22 okay 22 (laughs) is it top center
0: it's, it's, it's basically all top three, all top three top panels. Top three panels I, much. I yeah, thought that, about yeah, putting yeah, that yeah. in there. You see, but that, but that, but that would be poor taste for you. Oh, for no. me, Why? for me, it just looks horrible because yeah. I'm I'm putting the the scenes where Johnny's firing at the cops. The cops are firing at Johnny. Johnny is dead in a doorway.
1: I honestly thought about making the uh, center panel my uh, top one because my the theme that I had in mind was it, it, this is a hard issue and it is it's hard. There was little things in there. There like there's a thing where Allison comes out and on her notebook is uh you know there's a little heart with an arrow through it and Alex is written in in there right. and it's colored in pink. I'm like oh, that's really cool. I could do something about that. But then it was just the escalation of violence and that's what I did with mine. Yes. It is it starts with a slap. It's a punch between classmates it's a punch from a bigger brother to a smaller brother it is a a gentle push that is on a dead kid.
0: And I've got the one with and the, the, got, the, yeah. the 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 cops shooting
1: yeah. rip. No, yeah. I I really was gonna try and do some art things. The all the art in here it's it's very competent, but uh all of it is great, but none of it stood out for it's, like this is the, the center panel I thought was really good looking. John Bogdanov
0: does some really good realistic drawings. Yeah, it
1: there. is it is it is exactly that. It yeah. is good looking realistic. All of it looks great, but I decided to go for an escalation of violence thing.
0: And in that face of Escalation of Violence, let's go ahead and talk about Rubber and Glue.
1: <laughs> okay! <laughs> now that we've left nothing, you with the...
0: Nothing bad is going to happen yeah, here.
1: Now that we've left you with the chemical burning plastic scent in your mouth of uh, <sighs> our art picks this time.
0: <laughs> so my backup Rubber and Glue is page four. And this is right after they were talking about how they helped stop Hobgoblin with Spider-Man's help. Yeah, and... Yeah. and uh, they, uh, the gang is saying, you know, you lie in power, and Johnny Rabbit comes back. You just wouldn't know the truth if I threw a pumpkin bomb at ya. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really yeah. good one.
0: So, I like that one. No, that's great. I like the fact that he did nice... A nice play on words there and tied it into a story.
1: Yeah. And that uh, what was also really cool about that was uh, Alex going, hey, you should have seen, you know, you should have seen Johnny earlier when we were dicking it, you know, we were going to fight, but then we helped Spider-Man defeat Bob Goblin. And, you know, Johnny's kind of in this whole like teary-eyed, he's freaked out because his brother just got arrested right. and stuff. And Alex really gave him good cover to kind of right. recoup himself. So yeah. it, the, it's neat for that as well. But yeah, uh, you wouldn't know the truth a, through a pumpkin bomb at you. It's pretty great. Yeah. That is a good one.
0: You jerks. You jerks. You jerks can't forget the
1: jerks yep (coughs) what do you got there was a lot of jerks in this one a lot of jerks in this one. alex called everybody jerks everyone was a jerk everybody's a jerk in this one
0: and to be fair most people were jerks in this one Yeah,
1: there's really that uh my backup rubber and glue moment is on page 10 and it is julie talking to jack after jack is talking about the flying frenchman and he's gonna swoop down and take people away and all this stuff and uh julie's response to that is that's the flying dutchman jack you nerd I just love Jack, you nerd. Because <laughs> how often is Jack called a nerd? Especially by Julie. By Julie. Who is the nerd. Oh, yeah, exactly. I just, uh, yeah, the literary nerd. So yeah. I, I I love that. I just love Jack, you nerd. Uh, I thought it was absolutely wonderful. So that's my backup rubber and glue. My top one is on page
0: 18. And uh, I said it before already. And um, it's where Alex is going off on his family.
1: Yep, yeah, this is, in fact, page 18, Alex. Yeah, that, I got the same one.
0: There's nothing wrong with John. He's a good kid. He's got more problems than you guys ever seen, and more guts too. He can't help what his brother is any more than I can help having to walk home with goofy-looking jerks like you.
1: Goofy-looking jerks is like you. Funny. Oh, I know. It's just the it's the escalation because he'd been jerk, jerk, yeah. jerk to everybody, and goofy-looking. Goofy-looking jerks. jerks. Yeah, that's a good good yeah. tie in that, there. That, it's, that, really that it's my top as well for obvious reasons. It's just really pretty great. Yeah. Yep. Let's get into Stars in Detention now. Okay, let's say our detention kid at the same time, because it's Alex. Alex. What? (laughs) How? Shocker. Who? Have you been looking at my... Alex, yeah.
0: (laughs) It had to be Alex. It had to be Alex. The only thing good he did was stop Johnny from getting shot. That was
1: it. He also kept other kids from buying crack from Rip. Fine, fine. But Yeah, I honestly I think Johnny was going to stop that too. I think Johnny could have stopped it too. Johnny just, Johnny was cuz he was all, "Hey Rip," uh, and then Alex is all, "Hey Rip, old buddy?" No, Alex, Alex that finds
0: guy? that he's got a friend in Johnny Rival mm-hmm. and becomes the world's biggest jerk.
1: Oh, and the his loser gang squad of losers that he's just like these are my friends he's like no they're no, they're not these kids had been nothing but terrible to you up until an hour ago
0: and there's nothing good about them yeah nothing
1: literally nothing so
0: you trying to be a rebel is a bad look on
1: you alex very much so and he's just terrible with his family he's oh he's just awful
0: so then the real question is which of the other three kids is the best
1: which sir not appearing in this episode was they the best They
0: appeared just enough for, for us to pick out one
1: of them yeah they were kind of in it three times but they popped in uh i know who mine is do you know who well I obviously my, you yeah. know who yours is yeah. uh do you want to go first i got jack really okay that sounds great yeah. i'm totally for that it could literally um point at one of them and go you're the best kid it didn't matter why why was jack your best kid
0: um. Yeah, I got Jack because he he got all up in Rip's face and he was not backing down. No, and and that's what did it for me. Is like he's like, you know what? No, we aren't going to stand for this. I'm going to stand up to this guy even if Alex won't.
1: Yep. Uh, no, Jack is a great choice. Honestly, any of the kids would have been fine. Uh, Meister not appearing in this episode was Julie. Okay it was because well she corrected jack it's a flying dutchman instead of uh that uh she was like you know what we should go find alex because mom and dad are gonna get home and they get nervous if we're not here anymore because of all the massive kidnappings that have happened to us you got that she was the one that walked up to alex and said hey it's time for dinner you gotta go home around all the other kids and everything so i was i was great with julie yeah
0: yeah she got up in alex's face too so yeah Yeah. i think both of them fine choices. And, just fine.
1: Yeah, and Julie said my name, and I would had to learn my lines, so I'm like, you're right, Julie. I should start putting some kind of effort it's in. It's the
0: minor victories for you, <laughs> isn't it, my friend? Not, minor that's all, victories. That's
1: all I got left, baby. That's all I got left. No, it was. It literally was. It's like you could have pointed at any of the other three kids, and they would have been a fine choice. Yeah. Gee. I wonder if there's any G's this issue. There is zero G's in this issue, and you can find zero G's in a crackhead's house, because they burnt through all their money. <laughs> That is a G average of 1.0333, bar repeating, of course, which is approaching Earth's gravity, which makes sense because this issue is getting pretty real. Dun, and
0: dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. <laughs> and uh, the G total for the series at issue 30 is 31 Gs, gravity force that a space shuttle would feel while uh, launching away from the surface gravity of the sun. So okay, there you go. There's our G count for this issue.
0: Bravo, sir. Let us place this issue. Oh boy, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: this issue in the ever-growing list of all of the prior stories.
1: I honestly can't say I like it enough to want to read it all the time. No, and yet it's a good story. But it's a good story. That's and that that's the the problem with it. It's duality is the fact that it is a good story, but I. I think it's one where almost anybody who is a power pack fan is like, well, this section is a, h- a rough run, right? I like wounded wolf. Yeah. Number 24, much better than yeah. this. One. Hey, you know, I've got that. Yeah. That's kind of where I started at underneath that's obsession, which, which was is the one before this one. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. Johnny rival with a gun and Spidey and hobby.
0: I have to say that it is still going to be better. I, I want to say it's still better than man and dragon man.
1: I could be okay with that. I was thinking, I was, yeah, because above Man and Dragon Man is The Breakfast Club, where we get to see uh, the Herc in a towel. <laughs> Which
0: <laughs> this is a more serious issue than that. Very much so. Yeah, you know what? I think that I think this one is better than that one, though. Okay. It's a tough issue to read, but I think yeah. I think there's a better story that's here. And then Reckoning is above it, where Julie tries to run away to Asgard. The Three Warriors threaten to threaten the boogeyman, man
1: mm-hmm. or do you think that's that this is a better story than reckoning
0: i i think i gotta i think i really have to move it back up i think i've got to move it back up above monsters
1: all right it's creeping up it was dropping I, gonna, down I'm gonna say, it's I'm gonna creeping say it's up
0: right below obsession though okay let's see. I, I think i just i like obsession more this is just a harder read than that it's a very hard read yeah let's let's put this the next 26
1: i am fine with it being in the next 26 which uh, also numerically puts it twenty nine thirty. yeah for positions 25 and 26 so yeah i am absolutely fine with that
0: all right we'll put it there we'll make that the new 26 now let's go ahead and talk about our final thoughts on this beer
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what do we think this beer how does it fit with the comic has there been a tax paid on the sins of these children <laughs> oh
1: there's been plenty of tax paid on the sins of these children and uh it was and it was okay it was a hard issue to kind of get down, and this is kind of a hard beer to get down as well. It's there's bits that I like about it, but there's bits that I'm kind of rough with. It's right. like I like that kind of brown sugar that's in there, but it's almost like a burnt brown sugar, burnt peanut kind of flavor. And
0: the more it goes on, the more acidic it is.
1: Yeah, there's kind of that too. It's a hyper burpy beer as mm-hmm. well. I'm on uh, kind of I'm on breakfast today and having the beer, and it's just burp, 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 burp. So,
0: <laughs> like I said, this is one of my least favorite peanut butter beers. But it is a peanut
1: butter beer, and I like them. I would drink it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd probably end up giving it a 3.5. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more of a 3 on this one. Okay. I don't think
0: I'm more of a 3. I, I like it for the peanut butter things, but I want more out of my peanut butter beers. I get that. Yeah. So, 3 for me, 3.5 for you. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the kids' perspective, which is going to be very interesting.
1: Yeah, I am looking forward to hearing Rick and Carrie talk about the issue at hand, because... If it's rough for adults, it's gonna be rough for an eight year old so Rick and Carrie, what's your thoughts? hi, Carrie Hi, Daddy.
0: how you doing today? Good what do you think about this book?
2: Well, I did actually kind of like it.
0: What did you like about it?
2: I kind of like how it what well, uh well kind of taught me a lesson.
0: What lesson did it teach you?
2: um not to have crack. <laughs>
0: um okay uh how about the other drugs not just crack (laughs)
2: um
0: should you do drugs carrie no who are the only people that you should take drugs from
2: um the doctor and my parents
0: that's right that's right so you learned that crack cocaine is bad yeah what are some of the things that happen to people who use or are exposed to crack cocaine?
2: Once they um, they take it or have it, mm-hmm. um, and they're in some kind of bad thing, bad situation, they die. Well,
0: let, let's, let's do this. Tell me what happened with the kid who smoked a lot of crack cocaine and he had asthma. What happened to him? He died. Right, he died in uh, PE class, didn't he? Yeah. What was Rip's problem? I mean, Rip, what what did Rip do in this?
2: He had a. He was selling.
0: The, he was selling crack, and he also used crack too, right? Yes. Right. And,
2: and then what? And then in the end, um, one of the cops shot him, and that also killed him.
0: But. Right. And well, they shot him. Why? What was he doing?
2: He was. Um. I think he was robbing the a store so that he could get more uh, money to to get more crack cocaine and sell it to people?
0: Yeah. If you're... uh, For a lot of people, if they're really addicted to drugs, it's it's called a vicious cycle because they want to have drugs, but they can't make money any other way, so they have to steal money so that they can buy more drugs. That's kind of all they do with life. What what do you think about uh, Alex in this issue? Is Alex, uh, do you think he's good or bad, or what do you think about Alex?
2: Well, he did stop Johnny for keeping a lookout for his brother. Right. But he was kind of mean to his family. I mean, even though that's how siblings are, they still should at least try, you know?
0: Right. Alex was trying to hang out with his new friends, and it was kind of changing him a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty intense little issue, wasn't it? Yeah. You wanted to talk about that cover, didn't you? What was your questions that you had on the cover? Um... What was the first question you asked me about the cover?
2: Um, was it the sign thing?
0: Well, you asked about the sign and...
2: And this guy?
0: Yeah, and th- th- that guy's nobody. <laughs> Alex is hol- holding up a generic kid who apparently died from crack cocaine. What do you think about how Alex is drawn on the cover?
2: I did ask why he looked kind of like an old man.
0: It's how he was drawn? Yeah, they're trying to make him look like he's really intense, but it comes out like he's looking like he's really old, doesn't it? (laughs) What do you think about that cover? Do you think it tells a bit of the story about what's inside the book? Yes. A little bit?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean... Um, Julie's mad, Jack's mad, Katie's a little bit surprised, and it does have the crack sign
0: mm-hmm. in
2: the background.
0: And it's got a kid who's died, and Alex is upset about it, right? Yeah. So it kind of is very evocative of what's in the book, but it's not actually what's in the book, right? Yeah. So overall, you kind of like this story? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about it? Um, not really. Did it make you have any really deep or disturbing feelings reading the book?
2: Well, I wouldn't like to have that, and I don't even know what it looks like. What? Crack. (laughs) Well, at least I know about it now.
0: (laughs) If somebody gives you something that they're asking you to ingest it or smoke it or to inject it, and you don't know what it is, it's okay to say no. And it's always okay to bring it to us and tell us about it too, right? Okay. All right? Okay. That's that's an easy way to think about it.
2: I haven't been in, I just noticed, I haven't been in any big
0: problems lately. Well, I'm glad. You'd tell us if you were, right? Yeah. Yeah?
2: Because I never really got
0: lost. Well, we try not to get you lost. You're a good kid. We love you.
2: I love you, too.
1: Thank you very much, Carrie. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow. Well, that was thoughtful and insightful. Thank you, Carrie, for your input on that shout out time we would like to
0: recognize those listeners that take the time to write in or leave us in a review and this is regarding episode number 37 where we talked about power pack 29 with tim price aj al sedano in the warlock denos podcast
1: cash flag charlie rose charles gears chris cullen stapleton and the worst comic podcast ever Gary Key Gibson, who noticed the similarities on the roof scenes between this issue and issue number thirteen, and Jack's changing attitude towards shooting powerballs into the air. Green Lantern H.G. The J.B. Podcast. Jeff Polier. Jeremy Daw, who said it was a wonderful episode and he liked the vocal stylings of Tim. So do we. Jeremy Wiggins. Jonathan and Maggie Schaefer Hames, and the Married with Comics Podcast. Keith Baker. Kyle Sinelli. Limax Seven. Max Traver.
0: Mitch, Gillian, and The Nerd Out. Portland, Oregon's premier comic theme bar. Mr. Rogers Corp.
1: Nicholas Prom and the Comic Reflections Podcast. Pat DJ Cristato Sampson and the Long Box Crusade Podcast. The Professor Frenzy Show. <laughs> Hi ho, here we go. Professor Frenzy Show. <laughs> Robert Earhart. Robert Neesis. Rustin LF he says great job Tim Price like always the episode was a lot of fun
0: Sailor Bear Zodar
1: Samantha Fox
0: Sean and the Secret Wars and Beyond podcast who said I'm excited to hear you dive into this era I love the first 26 and 27 issues of this book without hesitation but I remember this arc being less lovable I'm curious to hear what you guys think also Tim is great so that was a smart choice for a guest Thor Edinson. Trekker Talk. And the man himself, Tim Price. Come on down. Oh, no, you already did. Never mind. Stay you where came down. Stay where you're seated. Stay there. Stay, stay, <laughs> stay, stay. Stay. Good, Tim. Be sure to check out the other shows that we're on, Rick Meets the Legion, which you can find at Comic Reflections and our Junior Agent Submissions, or Frosty Agent Submissions, as they like to call them, on the MI6 Rookie Agent episodes of on Her Majesty's Secret
1: Podcast. And we have some merchandise available on Redbubble. Right now it is just shirts and stickers around our logo, but we'll try to come up with some other fun stuff for our fans. So go to redbubble.com and search for Unpacking the Power of Power Pack.
0: Jeff and Rick Presents is a bi-weekly self-produced podcast and recorded in front of a non-live studio audience in Portland, Oregon. If you would like to interact with us through the magic of the internet, you can do so through Twitter at Jeff and Rick Present, our Facebook page, Jeff and Rick Present, our email address, Jeff and Rick Present, all one word, at gmail.com, or at our
1: website, jeffandrickpresent.wordpress.com and if you would like to help support our show we're on Patreon you can find us at patreon.com Jeff and Rick present all one word we are a supporter of the Hero Initiative and will be donating 10% of our Patreon donations to this great cause we encourage everyone to give what they can to this worthwhile organization that helps the creators who provide us with so much great content go to heroinitiative.org to find out more
0: please rate and review our show wherever you can tell your friends about us or share your love with us on social media.
1: And as always, we want to thank the wonderful women in our lives: my wife Cindy and our daughter Carrie; my fiance Hillary and our daughter Aurora. We, we love, love you. you.
0: Until next time. Costumes, Costumes off. Our theme music Action. Also featured in this episode is District Four. All music is by Kevin McLeod at thecoptech.com, and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.
1: There we go. <laughs> That's a show. That's a show. <laughs> what do we do? Professor our crazy. <laughs> a show.
0: Whack. Insert whoop whoop whoop
1: whoop. <clears throat> <laughs> Whack. <coughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I see drug bags and I'm all treacherous. <coughs> treacherous. As opposed to score or
0: <coughs> Or bad idea theater.
1: Yeah, bad idea theater. This will go great with my asthma. Whack. No, I think it was one they couldn't decide on alny or jokes for their pot. No, I think it was when they couldn't decide on Alney or jokes for their portmanteau. Port- portman 2. Portman 2. Portman 2. Portman 2.
0: Whack! The other
1: three members of the Space Horsey Gang are preparing to force... Mm-hmm, them.
0: Whack! Dang, Jack, leave the gun and take the cannoli, boy, because you just murdered that fool.
1: Also, as an aside, that was a great line. <laughs> I read that and I'm like... <laughs> That's a thumbs up.
0: I that's am mashing up a whole uh, lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> I got I threw a little bit of those things in too. Yeah, I'm like that's just yeah. I know I know where you got. Yeah, go go Rick.
0: Whack. I'm a real boy now.
1: <laughs> Next he is going to make Oh, okay. oh stop giggling. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real boy. I'm a real boy. Now. I'm a real boy. I got swallowed by a whale. Whack.
0: Kid who died from school using crack the day before.
1: The guy died at school, not from school.
0: <laughs> are you it, sure?
1: Yeah, it are was you? it was school that killed the beast. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Whack. Johnny Rival's in a tough spot.
1: You need to go back to your actual voice. Yeah. Johnny Rivals in a tough spot. Say his parents are dead. Whack. Lazy boy. Read page eighteen because you didn't want to type all of it. Whack. You
0: have failed
1: me for the last time, uh, Inquisitor Rick. Whack! I love <clears> making <throat> stuff up on the spot. <laughs> no, that's really fun. Well, let's Walter White it and let's make some crack. Oh no. <laughs> boy! I don't think you're. I don't think Hillary's gonna like this idea. No, probably not, because it's gonna smell like burning plastic and chemicals. It's gonna be great. Whack! The following is an intentional outtake. This episode was brought to you by crack now you can have crack cocaine whenever you want crack in the morning crack in the evening crack at supper time you can have crack for breakfast you can get high at any time crack filled crack pipes it's cocaine
0: that you can smoke